You are now tuned in to Mind Games Uncut Radio with your host, D Mays. What's going on, y'all? What's going on? It's your host, D Maze from Mind Games Uncut Radio. It is 9.42 p.m. in ATL. Hope everybody's doing well. We are in this building. Making it do what it do. Hope y'all are doing all right. So we're going to get right into it, y'all. So we're doing Fridays. So we're doing Tuesdays and Fridays and Sundays. So tonight, we're not doing a sponsor tonight, but we'll get right into it. Got to get up, y'all, early. Got a lot to do. Got a lot to do. So we're going to be talking about the um, Tulsa Race Massacre Survivors. Advocate testified before the House Committee. This was two days ago. And we're going to play a couple of clips, and we're going to kind of, like, stop it and talk about it. But let's get right into it. Okay, here we go. Witnesses appearing on both panels that you have a legal obligation to provide truthful testimony and that if you <clears throat> not, you are subject to prosecution under the United States Code. Today we have two witness panels. On the first panel will be a very special group of witnesses, the three known remaining survivors of the Tulsa Greenwood Race Massacre. We're deeply honored that they have agreed to testify before us eagerly anticipate hearing their first-hand account. I had friends to play with. I felt safe. I had everything a child could need. I had a bright future ahead of me. Greenwood could... Excuse me. Yeah. Still, Greenwood should have given me the chance to make... truly make it in this country. Within a few hours, all of that was gone. The night of the massacre, I was awakened by my family. My parents and five siblings were there. I was told we had to leave, and that was it. I will never. And that's a that's a survivor from the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre. She's like I think one hundred and six years old. That's amazing, y'all. in the street. I still smell smoke and see fire. I still. See black businesses being burned. Wow. I still hear airplanes flying overhead. I hear the screams. I have lived through the massacre every day. Our country may forget this history, but I cannot. I will not. And other survivors do not. And our descendants do not. When my family was forced to leave Tulsa, I lost yeah. my chance of an education. Yeah, we'll skip through some of y'all. Like y'all you got another. She kind of low. Hold on. Here we go. This this is a real talk. We are all Americans. Wow, this, she she said some real Remember, stuff. We've heard enough. Uh, uh, it is beyond question that 
a massacre occurred in 1921. It's beyond question that death happened and murder happened and bombs from airplanes fell on Tulsa. And uh, what holds us up for our century are those that would want us to just say, God bless the man. Exactly. Those that would want us to say that America is the greatest country that we could ever think of. Preach. Well. But what we fail to understand is that as we are all Americans, we're not all treated as the best Americans should be. And uh, I think that we've had a marvelous example of those that have given their lives, that have served this country. And even today, they say perhaps God allowed them to live this long just so they could see this day. To make it for the first time to Washington, D.C. And we hope that the welcome is real. And beyond this understanding what happened, we get it. We've been saying it for a long time. But beyond saying it and beyond hearing it, where are the doers of God's word? So we're just saying that beyond the Greenwood survivor, he was dying over the last summer, 2020, in France. He moved from America because of racism. So they're talking about a brother who had left the United States. I'm trying to say what his brother is. It was some brother that was snapping. So anyway, y'all. Y'all get the gist. I just wanted to play a little bit from the um from the hearing. And a lot of, you know what's sad part about it? A lot of people weren't talking about this thing, you know what I'm saying? It's like they kinda like, you know, it's like they kinda um Flew this up under the radar. And um, me personally, man, everybody was on cold. Everybody was on point. Sorry for the squeaky show, y'all. It's a new show. But, but shout-outs to all the brothers and sisters who kept it real. They didn't sugarcoat in. They weren't cooning. They weren't trying to please their white zaddy. It, excuse me, y'all. They told like it was. They're like, look, we come here to get compensated. They they, they 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 lost their life insurance policies, all that. They don't know where it's at. All that money gone. You know what I'm saying? Say it was a clause in the contract. I'm like, are you serious right now? That's crazy. But you know, it's one guy. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm an Indian. You know, he black Indian and that, you know. And he was like, oh, the cops ain't bad. And I said, man, please. All cops ain't bad, but enough of them killing us. What in the hell are you talking about? That's amazing, man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I just keep fighting the fight. Don't let up. In 2024, let's just come up. Hold your vote. Hell being scared because it don't matter who's in there. You still in the same predicament. Sorry. Speaking truth to power tonight, y'all. You know what I'm saying? So, reparation is needed. Reparation is old. Generational wealth is not in America. You might have a few, you know, that's doing all right. But at the end of the day, man, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to tell y'all. Let me see. Hold on, y'all.
Mm. Fast forward, it wasn't until 1997 that I became deeply aware of the Tulsa Holocaust and its implications. However, I remained unaware of my family's involvement until my grandfather became a plaintiff in the He's some of the great great grandchildren of like Wall Street. And and today I regret that I asked so many questions because I was unaware of the trauma that I was invoking. Long-term implications of the Tulsa Holocaust and urban renewal can see, physically be seen today. This is not a matter of past trauma. It is concurrent. It is concurrent trauma. The long-term implications man, I wish I could. Man. of this Holocaust can be seen physically today. The plot to destroy the black township of Greenwood was not a spontaneous act caused by a rumor in an elevator. It was premeditated as well as racially and politically motivated. They always sent a brother holding a white girl hand, uh, sexual assault of her, and that's why they did it. We heard that story so many times. We do see find something different. American soil on domestic soil. The violation of the Fourteenth Amendment was not the result of a crazed mob. This was a city-sanctioned violation. The event resulted in the deprivation of life, liberty. Yeah, man, it's a lot. Y'all can look at it. It's P. It's PBS Hour. And man, they kind of threw this on the radar. Like, you couldn't even, you know, nobody didn't really know. Me, I've been doing my research and I came across it. So, yeah, man. But yeah, look, I gotta get up, bro. I'll try to hit the 10 minute mark. But look, make sure y'all follow me. Tell your friends about my games on Cut Radio. You know what I'm saying? That being said, I am. Let me see y'all. And that being said, I'm out of here. We're gonna ride out to the beach. And we gone.